Welcome back to System Trivia, the podcast where we spend about an hour getting things ready. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm difficult. <laughs> so, Peyton is on vacation this week. He's not at his usual recording setup, just as I was, what, five at episodes one time. ago? Yeah, earlier in the season. Um, was, I want to say like five yeah, episodes ago. a while ago. So, if, you know, if his audio sounds different, that's why he's not under his... Uh, ideal setup. It's okay if you still don't like it. We don't either. I like him. I like him plenty. Shut up, Jason. That's not very nice to say things like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's mean. You never say mean things to me. (laughs) I'm always polite to you. We can can take a poll on it on Twitter. Let me just tell you. you (laughs) The next Twitter poll is paid mean mean to (laughs) Jane. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so this is our last episode before the shit show, the season finale oh, for season one. It's exciting. Is it? Wait, did, yeah, it is. Is, is my number off? <laughs> no, 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 it is. It is, because it's no. S1E21. <laughs> right. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> are you okay over there? <laughs> Someone's losing it. I mean, are you okay? You're the one that just started maniacally laughing. I'm laughing at, I'm laughing at Brent not knowing his own schedule. <laughs> I know. And the funny part is I'm usually the one that gets on everybody else's case about knowing too. Well, I, I'm usually not late. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so tonight we'll be talking about CDNs mostly. We've got a lot of news topics because uh, a lot's been going on. But yeah, we've, we've got a pretty good Betty. It's not the newest, but it's a good one <laughs> for sure. What's and the matter? What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the Betty. Oh, okay. All right. Same. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've got a pretty good show. I think it's going to be pretty laid back because it's it's the last real show of the season. It's also Thanksgiving Eve when we're recording this. Right. It is and I'm the, supposed to no. be baking pies. It's it's not. Is it Eve if it's ten? I feel like Eve doesn't start until eleven p.m. It's in only my mind. eight here, but it's, I've been it's, drinking it's, like it's ten. <laughs> That's true. It's Jason. It's Eve regardless. Right. It is. It is the night before Thanksgiving. So I guess technically Thanksgiving Eve. Whatever. Twas the night before Thanksgiving. Shut up. <laughs> Twas the night before. Shut up and let's get on with the show. Exactly. What are you guys drinking? I am drinking Knob Creek. I hate you so much. I know. I decided that since Brent is always drinking Knob Creek, I should at least give it a chance because I do like whiskey a fair bit. So I picked the bottle up on my way home. Yeah. Uh, well, it took everyone so long to get ready except me. So I'm like halfway through the bottle at this point. Not quite. Jathan's drunk. I am Best drunk. Show ever. Probably. Definitely drunk. Initial opinions of Knob Creek. Uh, it's okay. A little more burny than I'm used to. I kind of mm-hmm. like a smoother experience with my whiskey. You probably like my uh, my fancy drinking whiskey, Jefferson's Reserve. That's really smooth. Yeah, I don't know. I drink scotch and like stuff. Okay. You drink scotch, you drink scotch <laughs> yeah. and stuff? Let me ask you a question. Look on the bottle of that scotch and tell me what it says after the word scotch. No, I know it's whiskey. Oh, okay. All right. No, I'm just saying like I most scotch is relatively smooth compared to like a lot of bourbon, I would argue. And I'm saying you need to try Jefferson's Reserve if you like yeah, smooth and, whiskey because it's and there a is bourbon. Lots but it's of other bourbon really that I like. And I like this bourbon it's too. It's not bad. It's just it's not a bourbon you like? It's just not what I'm it's hard. normally drawn it's, to. It's hard. Yeah. And, God, and it's really hard that's to what make I, words. What we I should I just do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. So Jason and I are both drinking Knob Creek. Shut the fuck up, Jason. <laughs> Peyton, what are you drinking? I'm being lame tonight. I have a diet Dr. Pepper. That's fine. That's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for all the times I've had just water, you know, I think, right. I think it's I'm fine. the only one that never quits on the fans. I don't really think um, they tune in to listen to us drinking. Definitely. I mean, you know, it's like a unique thing that we do. Yeah. Actually, it's not that unique, but it's just something we do that, you know, people can relate to. Yeah, yeah, I've had that before, whatever. It's just a little bit of an intro to our evening. It kind of loosens us up a little bit so that we're not, you know, you know, stiff when we're talking or whatever. So and we're not think... raging diehard alcoholics like Jathan. Good for well, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When, when you when you you're really try it, though. you would be a raging diehard alcoholic anyway. So, you know. <laughs> Are you guys ready to get the show on the road? I'm ready yeah. to get the show on the road. Right. Show. Go ahead, Peyton. Take the news. Oh, I thought we were going to let Jathan. Yeah, I got oh, one, one we, quick thing. Are you, Jathan, no, are you going to do it? Not the whole news, just a quick thing. The first one? He was going to say, yeah. he was gonna say okay. one thing. And one thing. thing. Okay. Go ahead. So, season one, episode 18, we had a baddie that presented a bank that was somewhere in Europe, uh, Germany, or Holland, maybe? It's, it was it was Deutsche, it was, it's like the Deutsche Bank, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
essentially are you sober uh, enough to do this right now <laughs> no i'm good i'm totally good. okay you know it's gonna be like last time where, <laughs> where it takes like, like five minutes to say like one sentence it's not helping when you interrupt me okay go so this bank only lets you have an eight character pin number as a password for their online banking service they remember go get to the point you could only have so many consecutive numbers, blah, blah, blah. There were a few parameters oh around God. it. I posed yes, a question yes. that was a sort of contest. If you could give me the number of combinations that allowed, I would send you a t-shirt when we actually had some. One of our oldest fans, I would argue, Vic, who I think is a member of Plug, right? Philly <sighs> Linux user group. Yeah, yes. Peyton and I met him in person. You've met him in person, too. Yeah, I met him at Hope. But in any case, Vic returned the correct solution. Vic, I'm sorry for second-guessing your solution, but I actually sort of forgot about some of the parameters, so I had to go back and redo my calculation. Yeah, we were like, that doesn't, that's, there's no way that's right. And then we were sitting there figuring out, we're like, okay, we get a totally different number. Then about after five minutes, we were like, oh, actually, but what about X, Y, and Z? And then we figured out what those figured in. And Vic, yeah, you're totally right. So Yeah, Vic's smarter than us. Good job. (laughs) Good job, Vic. Uh, by the way, Jathan, the the sentence you were looking for where you could have saved so much time is we had a contest to see how many possible permutations in a given set of rules That's were possible for pin numbers. That's what they're called. They're called permutations. All right. All well, right. Go ahead. I'm a Peyton. scientist. Take the news. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is Payton with the news. Okay. Let's see. First thing on the list is we have an iPhone prank video which crashes Apple smartphones. So I know Apple's been in this a lot. I know we talk about Apple a lot, but this is you know so beta. Yeah, it's still you know very. So there is a video from Sina Weibo or the Sina Weibo backed video sharing app. Me, me, I have no idea how to say this. We'll link to it. Normally in the iPhone's video player, but once the video is finished, it can take up to a minute for the iPhone to lock up, requiring a forced reboot to recover it. Uh, most people are unaware, and they continue to use their smartphone until it won't turn back on or locks up in an app with the home screen or spinning loading logo on a black screen. So be careful of any videos you play on your phone. There are so many iPhone crash bugs. In the, the next bit of news about the iPhone, there's a way to bypass the iPhone passcode to access photos and messages. I believe that this has been something that's been around for a while. It's just a new version of this possibly so no normally uh if you don't have touch id it's anyone with access to your phone can access your personal photos and messages it's a new flaw discovered in ios 8 and newer including 10.2 beta 3 which allows anyone to access it using the benevolent nature of apple's personal assistant siri you just need to find out the phone number of the target's iphone and access the phone for a few minutes you can hold down the home button of targets of the target's iphone activate siri and simply ask who am i and they'll and siri will reply with the phone number that you're using and there's steps in here about how to do so we are not going to release those steps except in the link. Have mm-hmm. fun. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Um, next bit of news is that Oracle has bought DIN, BYN. November 21st, 2016, Oracle announced that it signed an agreement to acquire DIN, the leading cloud-based internet performance and DNS provider that monitors, controls, and optimizes internet applications and cloud services to deliver faster access, etc., etc., etc. So I'm curious if the whole DIN DDoS was part of this to maybe lower the price a little bit. Yeah, we can go wild with conspiracy theories on this, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, no, there's no conspiracy theories. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We would never, ever do anything like never, that. Never, ever. Never. Ever. Yeah, the, it does, it, it, the timing is very interesting. I'm wondering if Oracle's, it, it well, it can go a couple different ways, right? We could say like full sure. conspiracy, you know, there were two shooters at the gross, grassy knoll type style where like. Oh, listen. Where, well, wait, wait, I'm not trying to get into that specifically. I'm just using it as a metaphor here. Uh-huh. Where we could say Oracle caused the DNS, uh, the DDoS against Din to lower the buying price. Yeah. Or we could say Oracle jumped on the opportunity because the price would have been so low so soon after such an event. So there's there's two ends of the, the spectrum. One is like assuming total malignance on, on the part of Oracle, and then the other one is assuming total benevolence on the part of Oracle. So Yeah, I don't think we really know. Yeah, and there's no really there's no real way to know. I, I doubt it's a conspiracy, but I do think it's sad that yet another service has been bought by Oracle. So Oracle shot Lincoln. Yeah. 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 I think that's going to be my new conspiracy theory. Every time we were actually. We were actually discussing this at work, and one of the things that was said was, you know, great Oracle bot DIN, and, and obviously great was, was a euphemism for holy crap. 
Mm-hmm. But they were wondering if they were just going to buy the name and keep the you know keep the service and everything like it was, or if they were going to integrate it into their works. And, yeah, you know, I I don't know, and I hope that they don't you know mess with it too bad. I, it's Oracle, so yeah, it can go both ways, honestly, because like Din has some really high profile clients. I don't know if they still have them after <laughs> last month or whatever. Some people it was. were talking about some people were talking about leaving. Like I saw on Reddit. Some oh yeah, were talking about okay as soon as my as soon as my contract's up, I'm gone. You yeah, know, it's like, well, great. You know. So, like, on one hand, I can't see Oracle wanting to, to fuck those big name clients over. But on the other hand, like, number one, how many of them are still around after the whole DDoS event? And, and number, number two, oh, yeah. it didn't really stop them from, from fucking around with MySQL, with Java, yeah. with, you know, like, all these enterprise level things. Right. So, and number three, it's Oracle. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's... <laughs> I mean that's that's like two point five. It's Oracle. They've they fucked shit up before, right after buying it. So yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. who knows? Sorry, who knows? keep going, keep going. That's fine. It's fine. I, I you know. So Riot is a Riot.im has released end-to-end encryption for their uh, chat client. It's available on Android and your local desktop. It toggles. There's new toggles for rooms. They display a, pi- a padlock, and it's either open or closed, depending whether the room is encrypted or not. It's run off the Matrix service. This is this is kind of cool, actually. I, I you know I'd like to see more more stuff like this come out. You know this is this is really kind of cool. And on to other news in Windows. There's a PSA from Microsoft it says do not change Linux files using Windows apps and tools. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and follow and follow this under the no shit uh, folder. Well, there's about that. Well, there's there's a real quick note about that. Yeah, this is for a bash on Windows, like the yeah. Windows Ubuntu kernel weird hybridization right. thing they did. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's right. it's not like if you I have still... the E2FS or whatever it's called driver for Windows, you can probably still as long as you use a compatible text editor, you're probably okay. But like this is this is for the the embedded bash embedded Linux under Windows thing. But... Right. It's still a it's still a no, a no shit file. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know. Yeah. Th- this is to me. This is this is something that really shouldn't need to be said. Mm-hmm. But under at the same time, like you know, in big big red letters, it says "Do not" in all caps, and then under any circumstances, create and/or modify Linux files using Windows apps, tools, scripts, consoles, etc. Basically, it has to do with the way that Windows handles metadata, and it will say that the file is is corrupt when it really isn't. Mm. There's other things in here. Also, we'll have the link in the notes. A in other news, the master decryption keys for the Crisis ransomware have been released by an unknown party. This is huge, huge, huge huge i love these Crisis articles this is no longer a threat so i love hearing about that yeah yeah that's that's great i makes me really happy to see that yeah uh, we'll, we'll we'll post the link here as well mm-hmm. next thing is the black nurse attack now the article is a little bit of a, a clickbait it says nurse black nurse attack can bring an entire business offline with just one laptop well you know uh, but this is actually saying that it's a newly discovered denial service method that can easily sabotage high-end network hardware without even needing exp- extensive equipment it needs one laptop to, f- to fulfill the deed so it's called black nurse it sends out a certain icmp error message in low volume this message can easily overwhelm the processor of a firewall the interconnection is fairly quick the method just needs one laptop to conduct the massive attack. So isn't this why you would turn off ICMP response? I mean, I know that a lot of equipment out there does turn it off or ignore it. Mm -hmm. It kind of depends. I mean, it can also be really useful, so it kind of have to weigh your environment and such. Well, yeah, I know that ICMP is like a low level, like a very low Mm-hmm. priority packet that's sent out well there's there's different icmp types too yeah. like the the ping is type echo which is type 8 icmp yeah. 8 so i'd be curious to get more details on that and find out exactly which icmp type it's exploiting yeah we have to look deeper into that and... yeah because that's pretty easy to firewall at least with ip tables you can you can specify which icmp type you want to block so yep. yeah so that'd be that'd be good to look into but yeah keep going keep going okay so last time we reported on on being able to snoop your password via Skype. Mm. Well, now, according to this, Wi-Fi signals can leak your passwords. Hackers can steal your sensitive information, such as your passwords, pens, and keystrokes from your phone by observing changes in the wireless signal as you enter them into your smartphones. A group of researchers from the Shanghai Tong University, the University of South Florida, and the University of Massachusetts at Boston have demonstrated a new technique that can reveal private information by analyzing the radio signal inter- interface using just one rogue Wi-Fi hotspot. And they have a nice little uh, demonstration here of 
of of how your you know your fingers are and everything. It shows it tracks how your fingers move on the smartphone screen, etc. And they have a nice little module that shows it too as well. This is this is actually really interesting. So that's that. Mm-hmm. And Linux is now running on 99.6% of the top 500 supercomputers. That's 498, I want to say. Yep, 498 out of 500. So that's that's fantastic. Windows is not in that list at all. <laughs> the other two, if you're curious, are AIX. And I, I did a... It's a little <laughs> bit clumsy to put together the actual list they use. Like, you can see an access to, like, all of the systems that are on the list. But it's hard to get the, the yeah. top 500 and, and then grep out, like, the, the actual... OS. But two of those are AIX and I'm going to guess they're not in the first 100. So... I yeah I, well yeah the very first one is a national is in the National Supercomputing Center in Wuxi. I have no idea how to say that. It's the Sunway Tehulite. Mm. It has a speed of ninety three. I want to say petaflops. Mm-hmm. P flop. Yeah. That's the one. second one is also based in China. Go ahead. That's that's one iteration higher than uh, teraflops for those keeping right. track at home. <laughs> right. Out of the top ten fastest, USA has five. Japan and China have two, and Switzerland has one. US and China both have one hundred seventy one supercomputers each in the list of the top 500 yeah so i don't think aix is in the is in the top it's not in the top 10 as far as i, I did see here. i did see one ibm oh, nope. the ibm is in yeah. here so i think that's going to be aix most likely yeah power yeah but it's but you can also run linux on power too sure you can so yeah. i don't know you know and that's that's why I'd i said like, the deals are hazy but suffice to say it's pretty impressive that linux is on 99.6 percent of the 500 fastest computers in the world so and no windows and no windows right yeah and on to the darker side of our news broadcast if you were on adult friend finder there's been a network hack and 412 million accounts have been exposed make sure you check change your password honestly like i i feel like if you because there's like ad for them right there's like skeezy looking ads for for adult friend finder everywhere and you're like there's no way this place is legit apparently they're not like they're legit in the sense that they're actually trying to do something but like (laughs) obviously they don't uh they haven't hired good sysadmins so yeah it's probably some guy like sitting in his basement you know like so if you want to pursue some sort of dating app in whatever sort of vein that may be don't use it don't pick one that like advertises the way they do with like flashy banners everywhere you know well they used to be they used to be like they used to be the only way you could you could find stuff like that for the longest time i Mm. think and then Plenty of fish and I okay Cupid and um, um no there's the other sites there's been out. like online dating services and dating sites well, yeah, and stuff yeah I think they were just they were the first out. ones to actually cater specifically to like sexual hookups from what I understand right right right, yeah. right 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 well I, I mean you know and the Ashley Madison hack was uh, this year too mm-hmm. uh, I remember yeah. yep so I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna be on one of those sites don't use your same password you know i mean maybe maybe, come on maybe just have better discretion in choosing your source of illicit sexual conduct (laughs) you just go on twitter or facebook and (laughs) there you go tag the hot girl to tweet slide into them dms my gosh (laughs) i can't believe i just said that phrase yeah wow Uh, all right wow wow that's wow so that's it for news nothing like just tweeting that you want to bone and that's Peyton with the news wait i'm I'm gonna tweet that right now for those listening i hope you see this tweet (laughs) from the podcast account yes there's nothing oops there's nothing like tweeting you wanna bone Close quotation hyphen Jathan. Nope, I'm gonna use your I'm use your Twitter handle for this. Jr. Demasi. Oh God. Demasi, excuse me. There you go. Oh, look at that! I got a notification. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, if you're looking for me, or gentlemen, if you can no, compete don't look with at me. Peyton's... Don't look for me. <laughs> if you Peyton's the only with... man for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i feel so close to you now that you're in tennessee instead of pennsylvania <laughs> so listeners if you're wondering what the shit show is it's basically like this but with a bunch more people on this on the a audio bunch more a bunch more and a lot less topics so yeah it's it's a fun time once again that i think yeah we'll we'll get this out before before yeah this is going out before the before the shit show huh? a couple days 
Yeah. Five or six. Like, like a Maybe a couple minutes. Three. Three days. So sure. if you're listening to this on the night it comes out, which is going to be Sunday, the which Sunday before be the, the shit show. The uh, shit show is December 7th. Yes. Shit show is December 7th. We'd love to have you there. We have a link in our IRC channel topic. Yes, we do. And we have it in somewhere in our tweets history. I'll, I'll retweet it at some point, but we'd love to have you there. So that being said, let's move on to discussion. So you know what I really like about, you know, being able to do what we do is that we're kind of uh, distributed here and, and we can, you know, talk amongst ourselves. And you know, if one person is down, maybe the other person can talk, you know, mm-hmm. almost like a content distribution network. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Way to fuck up the D. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, oh, Peter can't help but fuck the D. So we are, uh, right. we're talking about CDNs tonight, content distribution network. It's delivery, goddammit. Delivery. What are you talking about? Since when? I thought it was distribution. Uh, no, that's why I said he fucked up the D. I am I am Wikipediaing this right now. Nobody cares how you Wikipedia. Unfortunately, Wikipedia says content delivery network. Oh my gosh! Is this one of the? Is this the Mandela effect? I don't know what that is. This is a you being. No 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 is when the social conscious agrees on something, even uh, though it may Berenstein not be the case. Berenstein. Exactly, exactly. The Berenstein Bears is not actually Berenstein. It's Berenstain. It's S-T-A-I-N. Yeah. But for some reason, everybody just inherently knows it's S-T-E-I-N. That's the well, Mandela there are, effect. There are people who even have pictures of it being Berenstain. Bernstein. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's like the it, and it gets his name because in the nineties, which is when this I guess loose theory or whatever you want to call it, yeah. came about. Everybody thought Nelson Mandela was dead, and then they heard that he was released from prison, and everyone went like, "What? We thought he was dead." And that's where the Mandela effect came about. It's it's this concept of the the socially agreed upon thing. Well, he was he was put in a deep dark hole. Right. He was he was ever effectively socially dead, but he wasn't actually. Dead. Yeah. He never actually died. But yeah, so that's that's where the name Poor comes guy. from. And I think that's this may be a thing where like everybody if you I feel like if you ask ten people in tech what CDN stands for, they're gonna say content distribution network. No, they're not. Yes. I it's bet a you delivery network, content delivery network. It's always been there. Yeah, that's that's the point of a Mandela effect, though. The social the social agreed upon thing is different from what the actual reality represents. No, <laughs> my yes. gosh, that's that's literally what it is, Javon. Moving on. So what I'm it really is not. is it's it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It is a system designed to store your files for you mostly like static files like image files or if you're a distro it's really handy if you want to invisibly mirror your iso files for instance and it like i said it's typically done invisibly so it's it's going to be yeah. not apparent it to doesn't... the end user but you know not always not always and it's very handy for getting larger files to a lot of people at once without bogging up your main web server right did anyone have anything to add to that well I not mean, necessarily uh... i mean at its very basic level that yeah. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. What are we saying, Peyton? Uh, I mean, it's it's just the it's like the Amazon. Isn't Amazon one of the big users of of uh, CDM? I think that they have their own at this point. Yeah, they. Isn't I think they AWS have their own offer. I think that's technically what S three can do for you. Is there, there's like an S three CDN offering. I know that uh, Linode has has a CDN offering as well. Like you can mm-hmm. set up multiple data centers in multiple locations, or you have multiple servers and multiple data centers, and then right. you have your own CDN as well. I I want to say off the top of my head, I want to say two cows was the very were the very first people to introduce a CDN. I I want to say that's the case. I can't wait on that yeah i i'd have to check that but or if you're listening and you want to fact check us feel free i'm pretty sure two cows were the first people to offer such a thing and but since then it's it's taken off like everybody has their own cdn offering now but it's it's got a bunch of advantages it's got maybe one or two disadvantages we'll, we'll get into those a little bit later but let's let's focus on the advantage actually you know what first i want to start off by talking about cloudflare cloudflare excuse me Flare. I believe they do have a CDN offering, but when you say Cloudflare to per- to a person, assuming they know mm-hmm. what you're talking about, they're not thinking of their CDN. They're thinking of their reverse proxy or the reverse caching proxy, not the actual CDN concept. So they're not storing the files for you. They are acting as a middleman, like a, a broker for the web tra- traffic, if now, you Now, they do offer a true CDN now. Mm-hmm. That's I right. I looked this up beforehand because I 
we talked about this. Yep, we talked about it for a little bit in the in the pre-meeting. They do have one now, but they that's not what they started out doing, and that's not what the... And it's still predominantly not what they're known for, or their exactly. purpose, I'd say. Yeah, it's not their eponym... It's not the eponymous Cloudflare, you know? So, while it is applicable in a way to the discussion, it's not really what we're talking about. It, it can certainly help with a lot of these same measures that CDNs help with. Could be a good topic, also, for a different... Like, sure, but they don't really have yeah. that many competitors, so we can't really talk about it very top-down sort of a thing. We could talk about the concept, though, of a reverse, reverse proxy. proxy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll talk about that in, in uh, Season 2, I guess. Yeah, sure. You betcha. <laughs> you betcha, eh? So, betcha. The, one of the key things with CDNs is, I would say, just bandwidth saving, potentially. And I'm skipping around here in a bit for the other hosts who are, who are following the notes here. I would say the most beneficial thing would be the bandwidth. If you have a lot of people downloading a lot of files... You can just throw yeah. a 302 in to your CDN or a 301, you know, whatever. Uh, I would recommend 302 because CDNs aren't known for their very static URL schemes. But just three, 302 it and that way they will... Their, their browser will pull the file from a totally different service, not yeah. have it, not have to go through your own web server, so you, you can only serve the HTML content and not have to serve the images or the sound files or whatever. We are not using a CDN, but I have looked into it briefly, and if it comes to a point where we need to, where our, our traffic would benefit from it, it's something I would, I would let you guys know about and, and let you know who we use again we don't we aren't we don't run ads uh so any sort of plug we give on the show is because we've used it and we trust it so so the other thing that i'll i'll sort of chime in here with uh mm -hmm. you're mentioning that it's good from a bandwidth perspective the other thing is to consider not just overall bandwidth you know how much bandwidth can i save in the course of a month mm -hmm. but you can often save a lot of money by using a cdn if you use the cdn to compensate for peak bandwidth so mm -hmm. you know if you run a less robust server that ends up costing you a lot less long term than paying for the CDN. That makes sense, right? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Uh, our listeners might not, but I do. Well, basically, if you if you can get away with a lower end web server because you're using a CDN to serve a majority of your content or the larger portion of your content, mm. it can end up being a cost savings over just getting a larger web server, a more robust one that will be able to handle your peak traffic, basically. Sure. Yeah. It, and some some it, it all depends on your upstream provider right like some yeah, charge, absolutely some charge by uh flat rate with overage or some will just shut you off once once you reach your quota and others do it by meter where they they charge for what you use or they will downscale you if you overuse a certain amount things like that i'm also thinking really about uh like concurrent connections as opposed to mm -hmm. yeah yeah it helps a lot with that too usually like cdns are built for this kind of thing they are very robust systems specifically targeted at serving static files yeah and they've got a lot of redundancy built in yep. and they're very distributed often yeah so that's uh, another good benefit. ones especially yeah, that's, that's another benefit is they, they typically use things like Anycast, for instance, where you will get the fastest connect. They'll have like multiple locations around the globe and it'll just automatically pick whichever mirror, whichever CDN mirror is closest to you to get that content to you faster. And right. if you can't afford to do that on your own, or if you don't know how, or you don't have the resources to do that, it's a great option. It's a great option for sure. In many cases, it'll it'll have the site loading your images before the, the PHP processes and, and renders the HTML you know which right i, I mean depending if on a certain frame because obviously the images won't load until the html renders but you know like moving that aside the, the images will load before the rest of the page does in some cases so it's 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 a great way to speed up your site however it can be pretty cost prohibitive it's not the cheapest thing out there by any means it's it's a pricey thing to look into and you have to be sure that it's something you need before you go go down that route yeah it's certainly not trivial to implement yeah yeah because i it, mean it can be it, it sort of depends on what you're serving or where, but yeah, you well, can invest a lot of time and resources into properly interfacing with a CDN. You can, if you are lucky enough to get a good CDN provider that keeps like your path the same for all your files, the same subdomain, domain, URL path, and then all the changes of the file names and the directories you specify, you can pretty easily do that with like some, some regexing in either Apache or Nginx. You can easily make that serve a 302 instead to whatever the CDN is without even having to rewrite your own web app. So that's super handy. So it's not that difficult to implement, I would say. It all depends on what the CDN gives you and, and how robust and flexible and, and user-friendly their systems are, for sure. Jathan, what did you mean by security? Well, really, if you're using a true 
true CDN as opposed to a reverse proxy like Cloudflare, mm -hmm. you do have to trust them with whatever content you're giving them. Sure. And now, granted, I would argue that if you're running some high security application, if you have the need for something like a CDN, you should be developing some kind of in-house load balancing and distribution that is separate from your main web server or whatever, but it's still something to be aware of. I mean, in any way, you know, if you're giving them your files, essentially, and there's some kind of breach that affects them such that somebody else gets a hold of your files that couldn't get them anyway, uh, I don't know when that would necessarily apply, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I mean, would you just send anybody your files? Um, depends what they are, of course. Like, if it's just images I plan on displaying on a website anyways, sure, but I mean, I, I wouldn't really want to use them for document exchange and things like that yeah why not why not well because of the reasons we just said basically i mean no i mean right okay yeah. <laughs> right I, uh, that's I, not what i that's that's not what i meant what, what did you well, mean go ahead and clarify well i don't know basically i mean brent you said that you would use them for like images or whatever mm -hmm. but then you said you would use them for something else and i was just hoping you would i don't know i, I think i missed uh part of what you were saying there about the security uh, about security about it uh, well it's what ultimately i actually think that for the first time ever brent is taking the stance that the security implications are not really that severe mm. or grave Maybe it, it depends. So that's what he said. He said, "Go out and give everything to your CDN." That is that is not what I said at all. Don't worry about a thing. That is absolutely <laughs> not what I said. I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, you're <laughs> paraphrasing totally incorrectly. No, what I what I to, to clarify what I said. Uh -huh. If it's going to be stuff that's publicly viewable and right. intended to be such, go hog wild. You know, if you have a CDN at your disposal, go ahead, go for it. But if it's going to be tightly controlled information, for instance, at work we provide .ovpn files, which are open VPN yeah. config files, right? So when people order a VPN service from us, we give them this OVPN file and they can use that to connect to our services. That I would not put on the CDN. That's sensitive information and it's intended to be lock and key. Right. But your girlfriend's cute dog, you would you would put it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if I had like my girlfriend's cute dog.com and I wanted to put up a bunch <laughs> of like dog pictures that I intended to display right on that main page. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it comes down I to guess control. I... Well, I would be curious, and I'm sure this is something that I could read up on or whatever. I didn't mm. think of it ahead of time. But, you know, if you do give a whole host of images to a CDN, do you retain full ownership of those? What, you mean like from a copyright perspective? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, but you, you I mean, lose like, control of them. You, yeah, you no, don't I know what, what happens saying. with them. Yeah. But if somebody stole it directly from you, I understand it would still be illegal, but mm. some responsibility would fall on you for allowing that to happen in a sense, right? Sure, yeah. But... If you're using a CDN and it gets stolen from them as opposed to directly from you, from a legal standpoint, I guess, how is that affected? We're we're still at a point in American tech, U.S. tech, where companies are not responsible legally for information pilfering, whatever that may be, whether it's IP Which is kind or... of fucked up in my mind. I agree. I agree. But at the same time, see, it's so hard, though, because if you're, you know, a big company, you're holding on to people's information, mm. information that you need to provide whatever service that it is to whoever your customers are, mm -hmm. you know, let's say you rely on free and open source software to run your infrastructure and there's some kind of vulnerability that, you know, there's no patch for yet and you get compromised. Is that still your fault? Absolutely. So, yeah. and, and I do, I tend to agree. I mean, we've talked about this plenty, but you know, just before you guys were talking about Dyn and the, mm -hmm. the DDoS. Din? Is pretty it sure actually Din? I'm pretty sure it's Din. Okay. In any case. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I can't pronounce things. You should know this by now, J Tom. You know, yeah, I've, I've I have no idea. Fine. Honestly, it's I'm pretty sure it's Din. But in any case, Din, you know, you're talking about some of their big customers leaving, but realistically, they are one of the largest DNS providers in our country. Mm -hmm. And this was like an unprecedented attack. So can you really blame Din? Like, is it fair to just jump ship with them because of this one attack? Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, what? like if you personally work there. You could be the best fucking admin in the world, but at some point, there's just not that much more you can do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, but that's also why insurance companies cover acts of God. They can't prevent Okay, but this was not an act of God. I mean, there was deliberately a botnet attack against Din. Okay, and then they also with... cover theft. What's your point? Uh, what? They also cover yeah, theft. But, but that that doesn't apply to either... No, fuck words neither of those premises theft or okay all right let's let's here. rephrase it they also cover arson okay so are you saying that there should be insurance against downtime why not I, well i mean if you're gonna guarantee downtime why not i don't know number I one number one that's a question there who are the hell 
no, who's no, going to no. sell that insurance? Well, here's here's the problem. First off, there are there is compromise insurance. This is why it's easier to get compromised than take the defensive measures. It's cheaper to pay compromise insurance. It already and what exists. does that do? It's already though? a yeah. thing. I mean, what does there's, that? Cover? There's a lot. It's already there's a, thing. a lot of companies Hold out on. there. It's that, already a that, thing, right? Sure. The problem is we yeah. are not holding these companies responsible. Not the insurance companies. Give uh, like insurance against compromises. What the fuck ever. I don't give a shit. There's no legal recourse for getting yourself compromised. Right. None at all. I don't care right. whose fault it is. I don't care how expected it can be. Right. Mm. Right. Exactly. And and a DDoS isn't even a compromise. It's it's a denial of service. No, it's a denial of service. But that's the thing is, what what could you possibly do? Like, well, I work at Din, and I'm gonna automatically make sure that nobody's nest can further attack us. Like, you can't just do that. So there are, are measures you can take. Granted. The whole point was, as you said, we've never seen an attack of this volume before. But, exactly. So but, yeah. that's but 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 that's the thing. Do they give an uptime guarantee? If yes, I imagine that be, they do. They should be legally responsible for that uptime guarantee. And if they can't deliver on it because of a DDoS, they shouldn't publish that. They shouldn't publish publish that guarantee. Yeah, but when you're talking about like like Dyn and, and the responsibility they have for the internet, I mean they are a huge huge part right and so i mean for them to be down for even 30 seconds is or even a minute or you know any arbitrary number you pick up it's absolutely costing people besides them money right but that's not my point my point is they're they're promising via a guarantee to deliver something that they are not obligated to uphold god this is a hell of a tirade Why? Well, hold on. Why aren't they obligated to? to There's no that? legal recourse if they don't. Well, sure there is. Contract violations. They're probably held to five nines at least. <sighs> How many people are, do you think are really filing against that though? You can't say, look, look at this act. They violated this act. They it's false advertising at the end of the day, right? Their contract. I, I think you would. I think you would see more people, you know, respond to that if people if these companies were held to the actual contracts that they created. You sure. Know, yeah, we offer five nines, and then really you're getting three or. You know, four or three. Well, okay. Sure. You know, but, my point is but, nobody's nobody's doing anything about it, and it's to the point where it's bleeding over into yeah, I can agree into that. beyond the contracts. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. at that point, as much of a laissez-faire capitalist as I am, secretly deep down inside, which is funny because I'm like the the most anarchist person I know. The reality of it is, we live in capitalism, so why not laissez-faire capitalism, sort of thing. Sure. Bring it on. As much of a laissez-faire capitalist as I am in that sense, there needs to be some sort of guarantee that these companies aren't lying. I think it's just so difficult because if you look well, at... Go ahead. Go, no, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. Well, uh, you know, if you look at typical forms of commerce that we think of, you know, trade agreements locally or even with other countries, mm-hmm. there's so much more regulation on it because you can see it, you know, you know that there's a truck crossing the border, it has these goods, it's going to Mexico, there's import taxes and tariffs and blah, 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 whatever. But the internet is so much, in some ways, it's more transparent in the sense that anybody can deal with anybody. But in other ways, it's less transparent. It's a lot harder to govern what's happening on the internet because you can't watch it happen. You can't monitor it, you know? I'm not, I'm not asking for that. I don't want no, the No, I know, but I'm just con- saying, like, you know, what kind of judge today is qualified to make a ruling on whether or not DIN violated their uptime agreement? Like, how do you measure uptime? That's just something that legally how, there is. How you measure uptime. You, yeah, like, you, you check yeah, but, the But in that status. particular day, on that particular day, thinking back to that DDoS, you know, mm-hmm. there was one moment where you could contact GitHub and there was another moment where you couldn't. So, you know, does that all count as downtime or, you know, was there 45? and a half seconds of uptime and then three seconds of downtime you know there's just no good way to keep track of that sure yeah we we implemented ourselves i mean we we? use a third party but we as in day job okay we track uptime you track uptime of a server no we track uptime of all our servers and a service Sure. But DNS is not like a typical service. It absolutely is. You can run a query uh, against it no. every second. <laughs> DNS is fucking massive. Yeah. My point is, I and just said, of... you run a query against the resolver every second. If it fails, that's downtime until the next time it resolves. Period. Okay. And that's how and you who's going to keep time. track of that? Is it going to be on some regulatory government agency to, to make that kind of query? 
No, but you can absolutely do it yourself. And that's why you can hire a third party to do it. An impartial third right. party to do that. Hell, the, the service that my company uses, they can do that. They can do DNS rev- resolution checks. All right. That's and cool. they can do it from multiple locations at once. They can do it from like I don't know. 16 I just feel different like locations at once. Maybe you're oversimplifying in this exact example. I Look, all I know is that there's... It was a fucking huge attack on the largest DNS provider that we know. Right. Exists. But also... There's nothing Here. being done about it. These you companies don't know that though. I I do. What I what? mean, we just fucking talked got... about how Oracle's buying them. What if that is that is a reward? A if you run a, co- a company, that's a reward. I'm sure it was an astronomical number. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. It's fucking huge. But you still don't know if that was their original intent or if they're reaching so much fallback at this point that they needed some help in the sense that you know Oracle, I'm sure, has a bigger legal team than Din did before. And if there was a legal recourse from their downtime, guess who would have to deal with that after the buyout? Exactly. Right. And that's what I'm saying is maybe this really did, in some sense, prompt the buyout, but that was never their original plan. They didn't want to sell out. No, no, no. Oracle would have to deal with the, the legal fallout after the buyout. I know. And so maybe Din approached Oracle and said, look, we don't have the resources to deal with what's coming at us right now. So we're offering to sell ourselves to you. Right. I'm but sure this wasn't would... like an overnight deal. Sure. Well, we don't know that also. No, we have no idea. And that's why I'm right. just proposing posing it but i mean what if this really was this one event has so much legal recourse for din but it doesn't that's my whole point you don't it, know it that doesn't. though it doesn't you don't know that you it don't doesn't. know Wait, you don't fucking you know that any you can't say that with any conviction i absolutely can have you seen anything in the news because i guarantee you if companies actually plan on pursuing legal action it would be all over really because yeah. all the news about shit like this is just all over all the time you want to bet you can look it isn't though look dude. look at all, dude look what up, average look up all the lawsuits in against Apple, against Microsoft for the most stupid inane shit. But those are huge companies that people, it's on the public record, know about. That no, no, no. I understand that. Okay. Well, I'm just saying to an average person, Apple, Google are extremely visible. But how many people knew about Din before? I did. I know you did. You're a fucking systems administrator. But did did your mom? All right. What about the Cisco lawsuits? Uh, No, 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 no. Seriously, did your mom know about Din? No, but what about the Cisco lawsuits? Did she know about Google? Uh, right, but not the lawsuits. Yeah, I bet she hears about it, though. Probably not. I'm saying... I don't know. There's, so there's different levels, right? There's different... CNN circles. covers Apple and Samsung lawsuits. I, I feel like you're reaching, Jathan. I feel like you're, you're, I'm, you're reaching. I might be. Really I don't really hard. have, like, a strong opinion either way. I'm kind of just playing well, devil's advocate like do, in a sense. Actually. But I do think it's important to think about. I can't believe we talked about... Okay. We started talking about CDNs, and now we're, yeah, like, 15 uh, we minutes We got in. so far off. <laughs> But this so is why people love days. us, obviously. Yeah, yeah right. Um, like, any, no, not really. Because I'm right all the time. No, no, you are absolutely not right all the time. Power to the people, I'm right. <laughs> all right, how does power <laughs> to the people have anything to do? <laughs> I don't really know at all. What the fuck? I'm reaching now. Yeah. Now I'm reaching. Listen, you're 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 thinking that he actually has something valid to say, and I need pressure of the time. Come on. <laughs> He's just arguing to, to flesh out no, the No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to present to very valid points. I think that and some it is of them completely are valid, possible. But... My point is they wouldn't be valid if we had some sort of legal recourse for the, this kind of shit. I'm not a lawyer. I don't claim and to I'm know not how disagreeing the best with way that. to implement it. I'm saying I'm just right now you, we have nothing. Nothing. And, and I agree with you. I'm just telling you that to implement that kind of structure or monitoring or system that could mm-hmm. even begin to not only monitor, but then also make a judgment on that kind of thing. Well, the software just not something... to make a judgment. They could just give you a number of how many times it was up versus how many times it was down out of well checks. Yeah, and say you say that it's that simple right now, but how many things are actually that simple when they go to court? Well, if you have the numbers right there and you've got like 30 pages of one day of checks, yeah, it's pretty simple. That's evidence. You and I would both straight up hard evidence. Yeah, well, it does not always work that way in a court of law. However, Mm -hmm. they did walk in with a year's worth of evidence for the O.J. Simpson case. Well, not a year's worth, but they had enough evidence in the O.J. Simpson case they thought they could put them away and the gloves didn't fit. So I I really, you know, I know that's kind of... a you know silly thing to say but uh really i mean you're talking about needing evidence to i feel like that had a lot more societal sort of influence than did this company fuck up or not you know but i mean my point is my point is you're going to walk into a courtroom Mm -hmm. with a judge who does not know anything about your your particular (laughs) you know what you're talking about and and you know he's going to be like oh i've never what's 
What's di what's di di dy? What's this? I have no idea what this is. I can't make a, a ruling on this. And then some judge, some attorney's going to stand up and be like, well, Your Honor, what this means is basically five nines means that they have five minutes of downtime. They're just going to go, how long were they down? Six minutes? That doesn't matter. They, were, they weren't down for six minutes, though. You know, but you know but it's, like, it's five you know, minutes out of a year, like, and then they would have to present sure. so far this year. It's far exceeded six minutes. Right, but I mean, the, my point well, is, like, the, he's the not job of the attorney, concept, and this is what know? bugs me about tech cases, the job of the attorney is to explain the, to the judge and the jury what the implications are and what the surrounding context is. And if they don't do right. a good enough job of that, really, that's on the attorney, I would say, more than anything, unless you get into, like, federal cases where it's not really, you know, past right. that. But in, in simple cases where it's a, a judge, jury, plaintiff, defendant, it is the job of, of the attorneys to explain the significance of the evidence absolutely yeah so it would be yeah. up to them to do that and i feel like they could easily do that if they've got 30 sheets that you know give hard numbers and they can even bring in evidences like mathematicians being like and computer scientists too saying yeah it's totally possible that this uh was done or it's it's not possible that this could be achieved and they were falsely advertising this uptime things like that well i don't know i think i think basically as long as they can boil it down to the judge or whoever is making the decision, that's great. The problem sometimes is is that these contracts are usually worded in such a way that, you know, you can score your way out of anything, you know. We said up to five nines, you know, yeah, or whatever. I mean, I guarantee you there's a language in that contract somewhere that says they can give, they can provide five nines, but then... That's based on, you know... Well, then you get it. Maybe there's another... I mean... There's clauses in there about this or that or the other thing. And Yeah, but then you get so, into attorney wars you know, where it's one attorney finding loopholes and the other one finding loopholes in his defense. But that's... But that's, that's why that's you what have they attorneys. Do. Yeah, that's what they up. do. Like, it's so, not, it, no. it doesn't really provide a strength in one way or the other because the other side is just right. as liable to look right. for loopholes. So, right. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing with attorneys, anyways. They, they will find, they will find every loophole. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're supposed to go to your mom's dinner at six. Well, actually, we made an agreement, uh, three months ago that said that on this day, we didn't have to go to your mom's, uh, you know. And then the other attorney would say, do you have it in writing? Because how do I know? Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. Right, yeah. You know, and, right. and that's the so, game of attorneys. But my point is, right. there's we don't even have that available to us. We don't even right. have any yeah. sort of like real tangible sort of. So we don't have a way of holding these companies accountable to what they promise. Right. right. Sorry, guys. I know so what, we said we yeah, were going to talk this, about CDNs. Seriously, but, got off topic. But, but CDNs are pretty simple. Okay. Like. It, it's basically just an FTP server somewhere with an HTTP interface that you can 302 to, and that's it. That's CDNs. <laughs> Done. You know? Thank God we picked that as a topic. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, true. Although we probably wouldn't have uh, launched into this sort of side topic if we didn't even have that as a main topic. Yeah, I certainly don't think it's awful that we're talking about this. Right. Yeah. So... Basically, uh, I was looking, I was poking at my at node, and they have a node balancer, which I, mm -hmm. I'm assuming is the same as a CDN. It's um, well. it's it's more like a it's like a load balancing more than a CDN, but yeah, it's it's like okay. um oh what's what's the thing I'm thinking of? Jathan, what's the name of it? I don't know. Yeah, what Jathan, you, what's the, the name traffic of it? balancer? Jathan, it's not your fault, Jathan. Jathan, uh, an open source project? Fault. Yeah. Nope. It's not. It's not HTTP specific. It's um. Jathan. Not your fault, buddy. I think you can actually use Squid to load balance. HTTP stuff, yeah. And HTTPS if you have the right search set up. But no, it's, it's not HTTP specific. It's not Nginx. It's not Squid. It's uh, RA proxy, I think. HA proxy. HA proxy is what I'm thinking of. It's probably what I, what my guess is the, the whole node balancer thing that they're using is. They turn up multiple instances of your node underneath and then either use Anycast or HA proxy to, to balance the traffic. Anyways, I think that's what yeah. they're doing. We didn't even get into that because that's going to be a topic closer to reverse proxying rather than this yeah, topic. That's another good topic, though. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that in season two. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That that just. I think I'm. I think we're done with this because we're we're yeah. kind of reach a stalemate. I think. Yep. <laughs> Maybe Probably, one of our legal yeah. friends will chime in and tell us we're all idiots. Yeah, Skip. Yeah, Skip, if you're listening, so I know you you do a lot of legal reporting as well. So if you have any insight, we would love to hear it. Yeah, let's uh, let's go on to the baddies. Jathan, you wanna are you are you sober enough for the baddies? Yeah, I I sort of stopped. So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting better. Okay, I haven't eaten dinner yet, though, so that would be all right. Just just fucking do the baddies. That'd be nice. Okay, this one's a little bit old. We found it, I think, when we were looking for one for last episode, and we found two good ones, so we just held on to this one. Yeah. Headline reads: IT security negligence of Indian embassies leads to hack, and this 
is on beencrypted.com, which uh, their news goes back and forth for me. They have some good stuff, some that's not so good. Mm -hmm. So this is dated November 7th, 2016. Two Grey Hat Security pen testers duo, that is not a good sentence, known by the name (laughs) Kapuski and Kazimierz. He's worse than I am. (laughs) No, that's what I just read it as it is. But anyway, breached the Indian embassies in seven countries, including Switzerland, Romania, Mali, Malawi, Malawi, fuck, I'm drunk. Okay, Libya (laughs) and Italy. Uh, The two security pen tester evangelists turned gray hat to raise awareness of cybersecurity and forest websites administrators to take security measures on a serious level. Hey, here's an idea. Instead of reading the article, which people can do once they click on the link, just tell tell them. So basically, they found an SQL. (laughs) What are you laughing at me? They found a SQL injection in the site, and they were able to breach reached the database which had information for like over 900 people in it from all these different countries. Initially, they didn't actually release any details of this. They just reached out to the Indian embassies and the Indian embassy basically said, well, we'll fix it later. So then they actually went on to make it public. They did not release anything that could be used against those people. So that's really generous. But it does seem that this action of them releasing it publicly has led to it being fixed. So hats off to the hackers who did this because they did it in a very responsible fashion i would argue yeah that's a non-sarcastic hats off (laughs) yeah no that's a really really hats off but who do we get the sarcastic hats off to the sarcastic hats off goes to the indian government whoever is in charge of these websites you really should not be opening yourself up to sql injection especially for websites that have information apparently about 900 of your citizens and then be dismissive when someone reaches out to you yeah especially if somebody is kind enough to tell you that they've done this to your site so uh you get a baddie sorry india (laughs) we still like you a lot i guess oh goodness yeah gosh all right well that's 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 great (laughs) i'm drunk i'm gonna yeah you were you need to get to bed i need to eat hi drunk i'm paid nice to meet you (laughs) fucker okay this has been sis administrivia i'm brent i'm jonathan and i'm peyton the kids are all lined up to see old santa claus to tell him what they want for christmas but things are like before because Joey wants an Xbox, and Lisa wants an iPad Air. Michael wants his videos to go viral, as Santa slumps in his chair. Mary wants a Nintendo 3DS, one that's colored line. And Santa got sad when Timmy asked for an Android, but not the robot kind. Then it was Sally's turn, and she looked at him with such a grin. Santa asked what she wanted. And this is what she said to him I want a ukulele for Christmas To write and play my own songs I want to be like ukulele I can have my own sing-along George Formby is my ukulele I know odd for someone of my youth But a ukulele for Christmas It's four strings and the truth Santa couldn't believe it He said, don't you want a smartphone? Not me, she said with glee. I want to play just like Jay Chalmers don't. Von Belief is really neat, and Tiny Tim wasn't that bizarre. I want to do a Jake Shimabakuro at a Tiny Desk concert at NPR. A ukulele for Christmas, to me it's more than a toy. Gadgets need upgrading, it's all a consumer ploy. Joy of music.